This is the Magic Convention Guide podcast for the 7th of March 2009. Hi folks, this is Patrick Redford. I'm really looking forward to catching some of you, actually all of you, at the South Tyneside Convention in March. Hope to see you there. Take care. We're here talking to Patrick Redford. Um, you're going to appear at the South Tyneside um, Convention. Do you want to tell people very quickly um, a, a little bit about you and what you're hoping to do at the convention? Absolutely. Well, I'm actually from Detroit, Michigan, over in the States. I've been here all my life. I've been performing since I was about five years old. And um, I got into mentalism almost right away, and I've, I've been doing that pretty exclusively ever since. And of course, you know, I get sidetracked once in a while with the magic stuff, and I love that just as much. So you can see that influence all through my work. But I've, I've had the pleasure to uh, just have a, a very cool career performing and hanging out and also creating things for, for other people. So, I mean, there's, there's a whole ton of books out on the market now, and it's just, it's just been a fun experience. Yeah, I was going to say, the, the books you've got, I mean, I, I've got a couple of the books, and whenever I've mentioned to people, they said, no, I haven't heard of him, you know, this is your first appearance in the UK, isn't it? It's true, it's true, and I look forward to it very much. Technically, I've, I've been over there, just not not as a, uh, a lecturer. <laughs> <laughs> now, now the, the style of mentalism you have, um, it, it, it's somewhat different to to traditional mentalism in that you use a lot of psychological stuff as opposed to, to anything else, don't you? It, it's a fair mix. It's not It's not so much like um, what Luke Germain used to be doing. I don't know, he's, he's kind of changed his style about it. I have no idea what he's doing right now. But it's a mix between psychological techniques and traditional techniques that blend together and complement each other rather than just relying on one or the other to create the effect. The, the master class itself, now it, it's focusing on one of your effects, isn't it? Um, the, the ring of truth type type effect. Do you want to kind of explain you know, what, what the effect is and what, what's in the master class itself? Absolutely. Now, this is, this is a great opportunity because I want people to know that while it is being called the prevaricator master class, and I'll tell you just exactly what that means in a second, we're not just focusing on the, the truth teller effect and you, you might be familiar with it and everybody else they might be familiar but if you're not the basic ring of truth effect that Banachek popularized it but there's been tons of versions of the logic based version of it is where you have two people one becomes a devote truth teller the other becomes a devote liar and one of them hides an object on their person and it's the performer's job to figure out by asking a series of questions which person decided to play what role and who has the object and traditionally, this is done through, you know, that, that silly little um, logic puzzle that has been around forever. Yeah. And performers have tried to, dis, you know, disguise it in different ways by adding more questions or bringing last questions into it. And all sorts of clever things have been used. My approach uh, was to completely do away with the logic puzzle aspect because you get into that situation where it is just a logic puzzle. And it's interesting, but it gets confusing to the audience. Yeah. And then on top of that, they go, oh, well, that's just a logic puzzle. So it kind of falls apart in a way. So I decided to go away from that and use a legitimate psychological technique to really figure out which person was lying and which person was telling the truth, but not using the traditional tell methods. And it, it, you'll, you'll be surprised if you come to the master class, if you're already familiar with it, people will tell you that it's surprising just what the secret is 
but uh, there's all sorts of things you can do with it. Not just that effect. One of the things you can do is a karasuke style effect where there's three people, one of them has an object, and without asking any questions at all, you can find out who has that object. In addition, we're teaching some psychological witch hand methods that have never been in print anywhere else and are much more reliable than the traditional nose-nose and silly things like that that have been out on the market in the past. Um, There's some really killer material that some friends of mine have developed and I'm finally fortunate enough to be able to share with everybody and not just have to hide it (laughs) amongst (laughs) myself. So I'm actually very excited. And we're we're teaching some stuff that Colin McLeod, which is a gentleman over in Scotland, has... uh, been using the prevaricator effect, and um, it's going to be it's going to be a long, uh, long time. But we're going to go through lots and lots of stuff, as well as, and this is really cool and a, and a great bonus for anybody who does come to master class. Uh, we're going to be teaching a 100% surefire method that doesn't use a logic puzzle, but doesn't use psychology either. Right. And it doesn't use gimmick. Right. Okay. So it, that doesn't mess with your head. <laughs> <laughs> I think people. I think people are really going to like it. And anybody who comes to that master class also gets uh, a bunch of free written material that is coming out with a DVD uh, in the future describing all the prevaricator stuff. But they get it for free first oh, right. with, the, with the master class. Yeah, because I was going to say, the, the, the actual master class itself, it runs on the, the Sunday, Sunday the 15th, and it's it's three hours long. So it, it's really a case, even if you've got the book and you, you do the effect, um, you know the effect, they're going to get a lot more out of it because you're going to build on what's in the book, aren't you? Absolutely, absolutely. In fact, the original prevaricator master, yeah, I can't speak, excuse me, just brush my teeth, can't do a thing with them. The original prevaricator manuscript uh, actually... Once I run out of that stock, I'm, I'm done printing it because this DVD project it will pretty much take it over. So this is more you know, performance, seeing it being, being formed and, and building on what's in the book. Absolutely. In fact, we'll have, we'll have some of the footage. I, I should have some of the footage with me for that master class that we can actually go through and discuss the exact tells that um, people are exhibiting. And we'll do that in the room as well, and everybody will leave comfortable doing this effect and it's one of those things that I find people really need that hands-on experience to, to gain confidence that it is possible. Yeah, now you said, we go right back, you said you started magic or mentalism magic when you were five years old, what, what first started you in magic and was it straight into mentalism, was it traditional magic or? It was traditional magic but always with that that mental twist. My, my father actually is a performer as well but he, I mean, he grew up doing um, clowning, and uh, you know, he did Santa Claus for a while as well. But I mean, I grew up around performers. He he also played the role of an agent for a long time before retiring. Uh, of course, he never me, but no, I'm kidding. Um, but he, just just being around him gave me a great opportunity to be around sideshow performers and hypnotists and mind readers and robots and you name it. I got to be around it when I was a kid. So that really bit the bug for me. And he showed me my first sleight of hand trick, you know, taught me the French drop and all sorts of neat things. But I soon got more interested in why things are working, the psychology behind why we're making this action and why we're doing what we do, rather than the hottest new slight. And I was always having my head inside a book. I didn't learn from the DVDs. And Mm. I learned the hard way by chasing after people and asking questions and reading <laughs> the book during the time and um, I 
think it really paid off. I think that's one of the best ways to learn is through mentorship and um, just reading as much as you can and just absorbing yourself in it. So, so talking about mentoring, uh, you know, looking to others, who have you taken influence from? Who, who's really a sort of affected where you've gone with, with the mentalism and the magic? Well, one of my, one of my best friends in, in mentalism and magic is Rick Marsh. I just, just pulled back in town this morning. I was in Pittsburgh earlier today hanging out with Rick, and he lives about a six-hour drive from me, so not too far. <laughs> but uh, I mean, he's, he's been a great influence on me and just um, encouraging me to keep thinking and keep going at what I do. And our styles are drastically different. Uh, and everybody who I've talked to, um, Damachek has been another great friend and influence in, in my life, and he's just a top-notch guy as well. And now I have the... Uh, I'm very fortunate that now he's coming to me and I'm helping him develop material for his show. So yeah. it's, it's, it's very cool that everything comes full circle like that. And I'm just absolutely fortunate to be able to do that. Yeah, because again, at South Tyneside, you've obviously got your masterclass and you've got Banner Checks as well. So if you are into the, the mentalism area, two masterclasses on their own would be you know, reason to go, if nothing else. Absolutely. And uh, his lecture and everything, whenever Banner Check talks, listen. He, <laughs> he definitely knows the business and knows what he's talking about. He's, he's a great guy. Now, it, it's not just uh, magic and mentalism you're into. It, you know, you, you've got a whole string of things you've done as well. You've done theatrical productions as well, haven't you? Absolutely. I, I was uh, I was a theatre kid in high school. <laughs> but uh, I was more of the, the, the poetry kid more than the theatre kid. So uh, I did my time in the public speaking uh, realm area for, for a while just doing stand-up slam poetry, and I don't know if you folks are familiar with slam poetry at all, but it's competitive uh, poetry done theatrically, and, and it, it can get pretty brutal <laughs> the way those events run. But uh, I, I, was, I used to compete in the, in the national slams, and then eventually just drifted away from it and stopped, but it was a lot of fun. And it's a great lesson in, in learning how to rock a crowd with nothing more than words, and that's pretty much what mentalism is. Rocking a crowd with words and personality rather than relying on the props or the music or the, 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 the theatrical backing. Yes, because I was going to say that, that's probably given you a pretty good grounding. You know, traditional mentalism is no props, no, you know, it's, it's dealing with the crowd, it's your persona, it's being entertaining to them. Absolutely. As soon as you know how to talk to people, that is really all you need to succeed in this. Um, just learning how to work with people and be friendly. And uh, I'm surprised at how many people who, who are trying to get into this stuff don't know how to do that, don't know how to talk to people. And that is the number one most important thing above all the flights, above all the methods, above all the psychology. Even though actually, there's this psychology, just learning how to deal with people and learning how to, to make friends before you uh, put yourself out there as the performer. Yeah. Ego is not important. Yeah, because mentalism, I think, has really picked up over the last few years. You know, there's been some you know, names that have come into the scene, certainly in the UK, that have pushed people towards mentalism and saying, right, well, I can do mentalism. Do you think that's been good or bad? Has it created a lot of good mentalism? Or? I think it's like anything else. I mean, the people who are great are going to succeed and do well, and the people who don't, they're going to stay where they are. So I, I don't think it hurts anything uh, either way. The more people who take notice, uh, the better, I think. People uh, should have the opportunity to, to explore what they want to explore, and if they're sincere and want to learn it, they will and they'll excel. 
and and those who are just you know there for the passing fad will get distracted eventually and go back to something else, and that's the newest hottest thing. So I mean, there's trends and everything, and I don't think this is any different. Coming coming back to South Tyneside itself, you're. You're doing a couple of things over the weekend itself. Obviously, we've talked about the masterclass a bit. Um, you're also lecturing as well. What sort of things are you going to cover in the lecture? Is it the lecture is a bit different in that we're not going through, you know, a gruesome psychological technique. When I do the normal lecture, I do perform prevaricator, but we obviously don't have enough time to sit there and, and teach it the way it needs to be taught, um, and it, that, that sort of gets lost on people. So I'm, I'm really happy that we have the opportunity to do that as a master class. But the lecture itself is, is mixed with all sorts of material. There's something there for everyone. Uh, people who are just looking to add mentalism into their act for the first time. Um, people who are just interested in cards. There's, there's, there's mentalism with cards. I'm not afraid of the cards and mentalism. <laughs> um, but there, there's stuff for the stand-up situation and stuff for the close-up situation. Because some people are never going to be performing on stage. That's just not their venue. Yeah. And... And I do both. I do walk around and I do the stage performance. So I've, I've, I developed a lot of material for both. But there's also um, routines that are available and accessible for people who don't do anything professionally or walk around and are just looking for something to perform socially. Sometimes there's particular effects that are better to be social effects than they are to be, you know, in a professional set. And we explore all of that. So. We talk a little bit about a chair test that I open with. It's very strong. It, it goes over well. But not only do we talk about the effects, we talk about how they're built and my creative approach to them and all the psychology that's going into the blocking of the effects that really make them work, much more so than the, the hardcore method that's happening behind the scenes. Yeah. So this, this is also a great any card to any number for those folks who are really interested in that plot. Um, I think they're really going to like my approach to it. It's a little bit different from what other people are doing, and it looks incredibly hands-off and incredibly clean where you actually hand a deck of cards out to somebody ahead of time, and then once the number is freely named and the card is freely named, that person can now open the deck, take the cards out and do all the counting themselves, and keep it at the end. Because it's not, a, it's not again, a deck of cards. It's 100% sure fire as well. Is this the, the auspicious coincidence effect? It builds, it builds off of auspicious coincidence, but if, you, if you're familiar with that effect, you can't hand the deck out ahead of time. Right. So this, the new handling of that, there's actually two different handlings of it. One specifically for stage, and one is specifically for close stuff. And uh, that, that comes with the lecture, and it's in the lecture notes, which are, which are dirt cheap. I don't know exactly how much they're going to be over in the UK at the moment, so I can't put price on the interview. But um, once I sit down and figure out all the conversions, We'll have that all figured out. But People will find out when they get there. <laughs> absolutely. That's incredibly reasonable for what you get. So, I mean, South Tyneside is actually quite a small convention compared to, you know, some of the others around the world. What's what's brought you to South Tyneside? Why why that particular convention as opposed to you've lectured at uh, Mindvention in Las Vegas? Why South Tyneside? Well, Martin Duffy contacted me via email and said that they would really like to have me out and if my schedule was available. But also, everybody that I know who's ever worked the South Time Convention has always said brilliant things about it. It's how wonderfully they were treated, what a great time it was, and how the folks who come out to the convention are just really great folks. And that's really what sealed the deal for me. And when you get that gross feedback of everyone saying what a wonderful time it is and what a great convention it is, 
you want to come and be a part of that. Absolutely. And you, when anybody asks me to come and talk and talk about my stuff, I'm, I'm very flattered uh, to, to be able to do that because I don't expect people to actually enjoy my material and uh, you know, ask me out places. So when it happens, and I'm, I'm fortunate again that it does happen quite often, uh, it's just very flattering and I, and I like being able to take that opportunity to share much as I can. Now we've talked about a number of effects and books and, and, and DVDs that are coming out as well. Where else can get, they get your stuff from? They can get it directly from me at patrickretford.com but also Alakazam UK sells um, pretty much every product that I've ever put out with one or two minor exceptions and they have it stocked over there. So if you don't want to buy direct from me and you don't want to wait for the shipping or whatever, Alakazam, they're, they're wonderful folks over there. Peter Nardi is a wonderful, wonderful guy, and uh, they're, they're great people to deal with. So definitely support the shop over there. But uh, there's a couple titles that are distributed internationally. Triangle, which was a comic book devoted to mentalism, um, the Spectator is Mind Reader, is distributed by Murphy's Magic Supply. So that's literally available and everywhere, as l alongside my book Glem, which is a, a book about creating temporary amnesia in people using a surefire technique rather than a pure psychological technique with, without, without uh, all the compromise that normally comes with that type of effect. The newest thing that came out recently was the Heptagon Project, which is the next book in the comic book series, which is devoted to mentalism that's performable over the telephone line. I mean, there are, there are a few books out there on, you know, remote mentalism and remote effects um, there's very few on on mentalism over the phone which you know if you're a working performer that's probably one of the the strongest things you can do to get things like radio um, appearances stuff like that what's what, what sorts of stuff is in that book I mean can you sort of go into that in a bit more detail and absolutely and 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 some of it will actually be part of the lecture as well and there's there's, there's a freebie in the lecture notes but uh, there are, it, it's called Heptagon, which suggests that there's just seven effects in the booklet, but there's actually 11 inside this, this and it, it's, it's comic book size, but it's pretty, there's so much packed into this thing. Um, but there's a, a rock, paper, scissors effect where you actually get to play rock, paper, scissors over the telephone with someone. But instead of me playing against the person, they just have to trust that I was saying that I'm throwing what, I, what I'm actually throwing. They have to trust me on that. So instead of that, you have them playing against themselves, their left fist against their right fist. And you call the win winner, whichever hand wins, all three rounds, as well as calling the actual plays as they played out the last round. And that seems to be getting uh, a lot of good press, which I'm, I'm surprised about. But it's a fun little impromptu piece. The nice thing about all of this stuff is that you can perform it in person, and it's just as strong in person as it is over the telephone. So you're not, you don't have to do it over the phone, but it's the best situation for it, and you save the other stuff that you have to do in person for it. There's a remote viewing effect where someone mixes up objects in a very free manner. There's none of this switch the object to the right, uh, switch, switch the dollar bill with the object on the right. If something's there, if it's not, I'll switch. And then um, count down to your first uh, mother's maiden name's first baby's love, and then count, and then divide by two. There's none of that stuff like that in this manuscript. That just gets, that works for some people, but it never works. And there's a drawing duplication as well. Lots of cool stuff. Yeah, I was going to say a, a couple of things. I mean, um, yeah, everything I've read in your books is very, very direct. It's 
if you read the description of you know what the effect is you think okay there, there's going to be some sort of weird but the effects i've seen from you are pretty much how they read you know it, it's almost as if you're doing exactly um what you're you're coming across as doing you're you're reading someone's mind or you know exactly what they're thinking absolutely i, I try to keep clarity of effect my top priority especially when you're writing i i'm like everybody else you know i've been burned as many times as, as you folks have in, in reading the the description of the effect and saying, wow, that's a pretty trick, and buying it and then getting it in the mail and, and finding out that this is nothing like what I thought it was going to be and then not being able to use it. Fortunately, now we're in a day where we have YouTube and demo videos and people can actually show us the effect so we, we have a better idea of what we're getting before mm but the, the comic books are actually comic books as well aren't they 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 look they're you know they're very colorful they're in the style of a comic book um, they're very different to your sort of you know traditional book that someone might just read from cover to cover it's as well as being you know great effects it, it's actually very nice to look at as well yeah that so Rick actually Rick Ma says that I've now set the genre of comic books in, <laughs> in mentalism and I don't think of it that way, but that's kind of a neat, neat thing to be able to say, I suppose. But they are full color, just like if you went to your local comic book shop and picked up a comic book, uh, or bagged and board, rather, and everything. Uh, and they are full color comic books that are that present the effects in comic book fashion. And this was sort of my, my answer to DVDs and mentalism, because to a certain extent, DVDs are useful for seeing a certain... Um, you know, the way things need to be blocked out and timing and all of that. They, they have a purpose. But for the most part, the DVD only serves the purpose of that instant gratification and learning an effect and not having to work for it. So this is sort of my solution to saying, I don't really want to produce a DVD, although I, I have. I just finished taping the caricature thing, but that's an entirely different situation because we're teaching psychological tales and you yeah. need to be able to see those in real time. But... With the comic book, we, we went to great lengths to be able to do a, uh, a capture frame by frame of a live performance and have the artist actually draw those out frame by frame. So you can even sit there and burn each image, each frame of that comic, and see how the effect plays out if you know what to look for. If you don't, it just it looks like it would to a, a regular lay audience. So it, it's very cool. Something we did differently for the Hepticon project is with Triangle, which is all spectator is mind reader, which uh, where the, the spectators have no idea how they do what they do. So there's no, none of the stooge compromise. Um, with Triangle, it, it's a pretty decent mentalism book, but it's a terrible comic book in that it's a really dull read <laughs> as a comic book. As a mentalism book, it, you, you know, it, it is what it is. But as a comic book, there's no, there's no I mean, because you have this, this, this performer up there who says he's going to do something, and yay, he succeeds. There's no drama there. Yeah. So with Heptagon, I tried to go a different direction, and there's actually a storyline set to each effect that really has nothing to do with the effect, but there's other things going on. So as a comic book, it's a great comic book. So it's not just a magic book or a mentalism book. You actually have a comic book that you can sit down and read. I, I'm, I'm a lot more thrilled because if I'm going to go and read one of my books which I have no idea why anybody would want to read that book, <laughs> but you can actually get some repeat value out of rereading it because it's actually entertaining as well. 
That sounds brilliant. It's been absolutely fantastic talking to you. We're looking forward to seeing you at South Tyneside. And I think the things you're going through, the masterclass, uh, the lecture, definitely worth people going along to that if they have an interest in mentalism. And especially, I think they're going to be you know, pretty impressed with, with what, you're, what you're going to be performing. So thank you very, very much. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure. The South Tyneside International Magic Festival takes place this March, Friday the 13th, Saturday the 14th and Sunday the 15th at the Customs House in South Shields. Now all the information is available on our site. You can click on the left hand side, the South Tyneside Magic Festival link and you'll see all the news as we report it. You can also go to the South Tyneside Council site which also has a lot more information on it as well. Now that web address is www southtyneside.info slash visiting us slash magic hyphen festival you also find a link to that at the bottom of this podcast entry as well now as patrick mentioned he's running a masterclass on sunday the 15th of march 3 p.m till 6 p.m and you can find all the information for that also on the south tyneside website now you can find all the information for this convention and other conventions on our main website at www.magicconventionguide.com.